Do you wish you could operate more strategically? Has your boss ever said that you need to be more strategic? Or have you ever wondered what on earth it even means to be strategic? Welcome to The Strategic Leader, the podcast that helps you to be naturally strategic with me, Gemma Bullivant, and my co-host, Fiona Craig. Strategy has become over-engineered and over-complicated to the point many of us think it's something far too clever or complex to ever master, but this is simply untrue and we'll explore why. We'll demystify strategy, share practical tips to enable you to be naturally more strategic, to operate with more impact and sit at the top table with confidence. Enjoy the show. In this episode, we're talking about what it means to be strategic. We boil strategy down into three key ways we can all be strategic. When we recorded this episode, we were a bit keen and we didn't really do any preamble or chit chat. We just dived straight into the conversation. I began by asking Fiona why we wanted to start by exploring what it means to be strategic. Oh, that's a brilliant question. Why are we starting here? I think we're starting here because both you and I in our daily lives come across uh, the need to be strategic for ourselves, but also in our coaching work, we come across people either in leadership roles or stepping into leadership roles who recognize uh, the need to be strategic. Either they've been told they have to be strategic and feel like they don't quite know what that means, or they feel like they're some way falling short. And I guess we just wanted to explore the idea of what it means to be strategic. I think sometimes it can be one of those words that we don't quite understand what it means. It's shrouded in mystery and uh, and seniority and uh, sort of something quite difficult that only really clever senior people can do. Yeah. And having been a strategist for about 15 years, I recognise that's just not the case. We can all do it. It's just a way of thinking that we can all do as long as we know what it is. So I think being naturally strategic is just getting to the point of recognising what is involved in thinking strategically and being able to do it second nature. Second yeah. naturally, is that, is that correct? <laughs> second naturally. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, I know that we work with people in various different uh, stages in their career, but this idea of being strategic has often come up as being a bit shrouded in mystery. It's this elusive uh, quality that we don't really ever know quite how to describe it or articulate it. And I am often asked, how can I be more strategic? Am I being strategic? What does it look like to be strategic? And many variations on, on those questions. And I think that when we talk around this topic, it comes back to actually, shall we just start by identifying the key qualities that you might expect to see in order to say, yes, I'm being strategic. So let's have a look then at what we think the main aspects are of being strategic. The first one that comes to my mind is this idea that we are going somewhere that there is a, a line of sight on the horizon, that there's a future focus, a kind of a clarity about where we might want 
this particular initiative to take us to? Where are we going? Um, What's going on in the future? I often talk about this in relation to eyes on the ground versus eyes on the horizon. Have you come across that? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And I think what you've described there is the difference between managing and directing Mm. or leading. It's a big hiccup that many, many people struggle with in their careers, the difference Mm. between what is in front of me and what is ahead of me, i.e. what could be. And the difference there is what's in front of me already exists. There's a set of tasks that I have to work through. There's a set of processes or known procedures for me to work through. And no matter how difficult those individual components may be, I do know what to do next. Whereas looking at the horizon, we have to kind of decide what that future looks like. We have to kind of create that direction. And that can feel very disconcerting at the beginning because there isn't anybody to tell you on the whole that you've got the right thing. So we talk a lot about vision and strategic vision. And I guess the challenge with that is that you have to make that up. Sometimes I describe strategy as just making up the future. But there's a lovely quote that I like from Jack Welsh, who is a leader who is quoted all over the place. He was CEO of General Electric. And one of the things he said famously about strategy in real life, strategy is actually very straightforward. You pick a general direction and implement like hell. (laughs) And what I take from that quote is you've got to pick a point on the horizon. You've got to say that is where we're going and that is why we're going there. And then the implement like hell bit comes from, okay, what do we need to do to get there? Mm. And kind of that's all strategy is. Mm. It's just thinking a bit bigger, a bit broader. So you mentioned kind of time frame. I think strategy has a a generally a longer time frame than the time frame we are used to dealing with. I often think that the work that I've got on my desk relates to stuff I'm doing today, this week, maybe this month. But strategic thinking is probably like three months ahead, six months ahead, maybe 12 or 24 months ahead, depending on the role that you're in. So time frame, I think, is one of the, the, the big three elements of strategy, which is, am I just thinking about what's literally on my desk now, which I think is implementation, or am I thinking about what's coming next what's coming beyond the list of things that are already on my desk mm, mm. that are going to be coming up in the future that I can head off now or what the opportunities that are going to arise in the future that I can take advantage of now in some way. So there's definitely an element of time frame, which is thinking beyond where you are now. So where you are now is your, to your point is eyes on the ground. Strategy is eyes on the horizon. Yeah. That's a, and that's that's a really good way of putting it. And thinking about a practical example of that, something that came up in a conversation recently that I was having with a, an HR leader was really using kind of the idea of I have let's let's say that I've got an urgent vacancy to fill. I need to you know, and I need to fill this vacancy as quickly as possible. And what am I going to do about that? The activity that's involved in filling that vacancy is eyes on the ground. This is my this is my now problem. And therefore, the activity that I'm doing in relation to that is, is finding a way to actually fill that vacancy. A strategic perspective on that same situation doesn't necessarily mean you don't do the urgent activity right now, but you also take a step back and you go, okay, that vacancy cropped up. And it's, and it's not the first time that that particular vacancy has cropped up. So I need to start thinking more strategically about why that 
vacancy keeps cropping up? How might I be able to do things differently in future that means that either that vacancy is less likely to occur, so I've found ways to retain that kind of talent, or maybe I've found ways to build a talent pipeline that's going to mean that we've got people internally moving through the business in order to fill that vacancy. And what I do now in relation to those two possible ideas, whether it's talent pipeline or whether it's retention activities, isn't going to sort the now problem out, but it may actually mean that that problem doesn't keep occurring in the future. It might take you 6, 12, 18 months or longer to actually see the impact of that. But the strategic thinking is we need to build a talent pipeline in order to make sure that we've got that going through. So I think that is an example that was sort of occurring to me as you were sort of describing that kind of that time bound aspect of strategic thinking. Absolutely. And that brings to mind one of my favourite coaching questions, uh, which is what is my future self going to thank me for? Mm. So I need to fill this role now, but my future self might thank me, perhaps for changing the nature of the role, perhaps for not rushing in to recruiting the wrong person, because I know what happens when we get the wrong hire. It may thank me for pausing on this until we've finished, you know, restructuring our reward element or something like that, that my future self will actually thank me for by taking a slightly broader view. And I think that brings me to the second of the kind of three big strategic points. So we talked about timeframe. And and the second one, I think it is is breadth, which is look at the bigger picture. And sometimes, sometimes I'd simply describe strategy as looking at the big picture. What is the whole picture here rather than that bit right in front of me? And we've talked in terms of timeframes, but let's also talk in terms of breadth. Who else is involved? Who are the stakeholders involved here? What are we trying to achieve here? What else is affected by this decision? So taking it just that little bit wider, what will be the impact of all of these things? So that breadth, And how does this fit into the organization as a whole, rather than just my bit of the organization, again, is a little bit more strategic and helps take you away from just get the job done to just think about the impact of the job. So again, it's another kind of step back, give you a sense of perspective and look at the challenge in front of you from somebody looking at it further away Mm -hmm. and going, okay, I can see my bit, but I can see how moving this bit might affect all the other parts around it. Jen, we're both coaches, so we know quite a lot about systems thinking and systemic impact of changing one thing in a system. When you change one thing, you often either either have to change or end up changing all the other parts in a system around it. Yeah. So strategic thinking is just considering the bigger impact of the thing that you are doing. Yes. Absolutely. So if we take that talent pipeline or filling an urgent vacancy example. If we decide that actually a a good strategic course of action to mitigate that challenge in the future is to work towards having an internal talent pipeline, there may be some impacts to consider around what's going on from an L&D perspective. How are you positioning roles at the junior level? Have you got career pathways identified in the business or is that something that needs to be worked on? What else might be going on that you need to think about? How does that need to be communicated across the business and really sort of starting to think about that breadth and impact as you've described it, see where else there's going to be either impact, positive or negative, 
benefits, hopefully, or ways in which that can actually be supported rather than contradicted by other initiatives that are happening as well. Absolutely. And I think that takes us really comfortably onto the the last of the three points, which is around, it links to the first one, which is what is that point on the horizon? Pick pick that point in the future, pick that direction and, and implement like hell. It's why are we going in that direction? And I tend to think possibly because I've been in this situation myself, if challenged by somebody more senior, can you justify your decision in terms of organizational strategy. So can you say we're going over there because this is where we're supposed to be going, this is what our objectives are, and therefore this is the decision I've taken. Mm -hmm. Can you somehow link it to what I think of as the big scaffolding that most organizations will have somewhere, which is our big commercial objectives, our big strategic imperatives, our purpose, our mission, all of these kinds of structures within a business. How can I use those big bits of scaffolding to help me make decisions in in my day job so that the the things I'm doing today will ladder up to and point to that point on the horizon that we're trying to get to. So always having in mind, why are we doing this? Where are we going? And why are we therefore making taking these steps here? Can we see a clear link between what we're doing today and the overall objectives, strategic goals, strategic purpose or mission of the organisation? Mm. I think those things are scaffolding and I'm probably refer to that loads throughout this podcast. Mm, Absolutely. And I think the the question of why is often the one that gets somewhat missed. As as coaches, we're, we're kind of armed with lots of different models and tools. But one that comes to mind for me is that reflective model, what, so what, now what? Oh, that's uh, bad. Well, yeah. Yes, Rolf. Good old Rolf. Good old Rolf. Um, as a as a strategist, so you spent most of your life in HR and coaching. I spent most of my life in strategy, and more recently come to coaching. But as a strategist, we love a model. Oh my goodness, do we love a model? Um, <laughs> and I think that's in a way why strategists are sometimes kind of or, or people who are good at strategy tend to be seen as a slightly different beast because we've just got acres and acres of models up our sleeve that that can on occasion make us look really clever. There's nothing really clever about them. They're they're Billy basic. And that one, what, so what, now what? It couldn't be more simple, but it can be incredibly, incredibly powerful because it really prompts you to answer those questions. Shall we go into a bit more detail about that? What, so what, now what? I think we should. I think we should, because one of the things that I think is super important about that, and the reason that I thought of it when we were talking about purpose, is that it's very easy to skip one of the steps. And one of those steps is particularly important. So the first step is what? What is it that we are tackling, addressing? What is the challenge? So it could be your urgent recruitment need. Um, That could be the what. It could be the cost of recruitment more generally. It's, you know, the CEOs come to you and said, you know, we've got to reduce our recruitment spend. It's an absolute nightmare. Or we've got to, we've got to find a way to deal with X. That is the what. It's the challenge. What can often happen when we're presented with a challenge is we go straight to fix mode. We go yeah. straight to now what? Now. So, okay. I've got this thing, so I need to do a hundred things to address that challenge, and away we go. 
And Absolutely. the depth that we've missed is so what? Absolutely. And I think if we go straight from what to now what, what we do is kind of narrow our thinking. We don't necessarily think strategically. We don't think long term. We don't think across in a breadth of perspective. And we don't often think about the purpose behind what it is we're going to do. So it's very easy to go straight from what is the problem to how do we solve the problem? What do I do now? If we say we want to become more strategic, then that second question, so what, becomes really important. The question, so what, begs us, it is actually one question that's that contains lots of others. Questions like, what's most important about this task? What makes this task difficult for us? What would achieving or resolving this task give us that we haven't got now? What are we going to have to give up in order to achieve this task? What's the cost of it? And I don't just mean in monetary terms. If we knew it couldn't go wrong, how ambitious could we be? If we knew we couldn't fail, what would we do here? Like, let's bring some ambition into it. Who else is affected by this decision? Mm. What Again, that question, what's my future self or my or, or the organisation of the future? What does it need of me now? And asking our, all of those questions are kind of wrapped up in the so what, because answering those questions will give you a much better answer or much better thinking, quality of thinking that will then allow you to go on to, okay, so now I've got the answers to all of those uh, slightly abstract questions. I can then work out, okay, so now what am I going to do given that I've done this extra level of good quality thinking uh, before I decide what to do. And mm. I think it's those really searching questions in the middle of it. So what? What makes this important? What makes this difficult? What makes this, you know, what what else is going to be impacted by this? All of mm. these extra questions that are hidden in that so what questions. Yes. Yes. Um, why, why, what what are the implications of getting this wrong? What else could we try? And why might we rule out some of those solutions? Why am I recommending this solution and not some of the other solutions? These are all contained in the so what. And I think that's the bit that's often missing when we just go to implementation, which is here's problem, here are the actions we're going to put in place, to strategic thinking, which is here is the problem, what's the impact of that problem? Okay, therefore, these are the actions we're going to put in place. Yes, absolutely. So the what is really about kind of naming the challenge or the obstacle or the initiative, the aim. It's about actually just articulating what it is that we are looking to focus on or address. The so what is actually sort of making a bit more sense of that. Yeah, absolutely. Asking why. Meaning, yeah. Yes, meaning and sense and why. Why is this important? Why do we need to focus on this? And, and often that is the step that's skipped. And then the now what, of course, is the, you know, forming the actions, identifying the steps in order to actually tackle it. Yeah. Now, if we don't properly spend time on the so what stage, yeah. we are missing our opportunity for strate- being strategic. Because yeah. if we go from challenge to action we are operating in a very transactional way we are taking a situation and we are doing a set of actions but we don't really we haven't connected with 
why we're doing that and why that is important. And that is the strategic aspect. So when we're in our day-to-day operational mode, our transactional mode, we all have transactional stuff to do. I challenge even the sort of the most senior and most important CEOs of this world will have transactional activity in their in their day-to-day. Nobody is 100% strategic. We all have transactional tasks and, and, and activities in our diaries. The key is that we are navigating from transactional to strategic by inserting some important questions like, why am I doing this? Why is it important? Where is it taking me? What is it going to help me to achieve? Or what is it going to help the business to achieve? How is it going to help the business um, achieve its ultimate goal? And actually, that so what question might be the key to unlocking most of that strategic thinking in that moment. And um, you've made me think of a wonderful idea about a strategy sandwich. So we've got the bread already, which is the what <laughs> and the actions. But if we put a layer of uh, strategy in the middle, our sandwich becomes not only much more interesting, but much more nutritional. <laughs> Very good. I like that too. And, but it's not, I guess the, the strategic bit doesn't just sit in the middle. We can think more strategically around that, that third question around now what? Okay, so what are we going to do? Hmm. If, we, and if we bring some strategic thinking into what are we going to do, we can ask ourselves just a different level of questions around uh, what is likely to get in my way? Hmm. How are people, how on board are people going to be with this solution that I'm going to come up hmm. with? What's going to get in my way externally? It's very easy to think of external things. So-and-so department is going to have an issue with the budget. Mm. Such and such a person has tried this before and really doesn't like this kind of solution. We also have our own internal things that get in the way, obstacles that come from us, which can be lack of confidence, Mm. can be um, assumptions that we're making about ourselves, Mm. around walking into an environment and trying to sell an idea or persuade people or speak up about something. I mean, I'm sure we'll talk about this a lot in future episodes, but there can be obstacles out there of our own Oh, yeah, it's not quite our own creation, but they that they come from us as yes. well as obstacles that come externally. And thinking those through as part of your now what will help you navigate those. I'm sure we'll come on, you know, we'll probably do a whole episode on this. It's part of that thinking with perspective. About yes. What is likely to trip me up here? That's part of that third question, which just brings an element of strategic thinking into what otherwise would be a list of actions. I think that a lot of what you've just said are fantastic teasers for future episodes. (laughs) (laughs) Keep tuned in. I think, you know, if we go back to our three keys, just to sort of summarise the the points that we've looked at, if all that you do from a a kind of, you know, perspective and an approach to your work is look at things through these three different perspectives you are being strategic and they were future focus you know where are we going the eyes on the horizon idea sort of you know up from the feet of the day to day and onto the horizon of direction of travel the breadth and connection and and wider impact so what else is this going to impact what else might i need to consider what interdependencies are there how do i kind of connect this to other objectives so thinking in that breadth way rather than literally how to get something done and the third one is 
answering the question why this is important. So if you can actually kind of approach what you're looking at through those those three areas, you basically are nailing strategic thinking without even sort of going into the all of the rest of what we're going to talk about as uh, as refining your strategic brilliance. <laughs> and and I think that's a really good summary of of being naturally strategic is that sense of perspective because often when we're given a task or we have something on our desk, our thought process is get this thing off my desk, get this thing done and get it off my desk. And that's common, that's kind of the opposite of being strategic. So it, it's very tempting to think like that. We've all done it. So I'm sure we'll all do it again. But having that layer, that that sandwich filling of strategic thinking, which is okay, what's important about this task? What's the impact of this task? And working through those kind of three elements, as you say, mm. time, perspective, breadth and, and purpose. And how do they apply to this task? You will almost instantly find that your thinking is much more strategic, your approach is much more strategic, and your output is much more strategic. So it's not rocket science, is it? I don't think it is. One of the aims of this podcast and future episodes included is to highlight how strategic we already are and enable us to feel more comfortable and confident in our strategic prowess. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Strategic Leader. If you liked the episode, please subscribe to access more of our recordings. And if you think it'd be useful for someone else, please forward to them and leave a review. We base our content on questions we are regularly asked and what you want to know more about. So please do email us with any questions or comments to Gemma at gemmabullivant.co.uk. And remember, you're already being more strategic than you realise.